0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Kodhi. With Nissan. On News Talk. Confidence bookends. The items this hour, because that is where we are starting. According to a US psychologist, workers need to be able to brag more like an American. Specifically, they say, to get ahead in the workplace. Meredith Meredith Feynman is the author of Brag Better, and she said staff should always find ways to communicate their brilliance, which does not always come naturally to us here in Ireland. Comedian Jim Elliott, as an American living in Ireland, are you... in? Absolute agreement with Meredith. Couldn't
1: agree more about this. And and this is actually, this is something I tell all my friends uh, when they're going for job interviews. I say you have to pretend to be an American because you you, hey, you people, because Irish people, <laughs> Irish people have a real thing where they don't want to tout their sometimes considerable accomplishments. I remember when I when I first moved here, is, uh, what was the name of the long-distance runner? Uh, Sorka... Sonia O'Sullivan. Sonia Sullivan sorry, thank you. Sorry, Sonia. Uh, when I first moved here, I remember watching an interview that Sonia Sullivan was doing, and she was on the back of a, a triumph of some kind, and they, they introduced her with a, a little... A, a Little bullet point CV. They're like world record holder, this Mm. Olympic marathon, that. And then they cut to her and she said, "Ah, I like a bit of running. I'm like, You like a bit of running? You're the world champion. Talk about it. Yeah, Ireland's greatest ever sports person. Anyway. But you guys won't note. let yourself be, because I, 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 and help me out here, tell, tell me what's going on in the subconscious, because my theory is that, is that you just have this, this thing about how you're not allowed to big yourself up ever, even well, when it's warranted, because that's bragging. We played a bit of Stormzy at the start of
0: the show, and to quote the great philosopher of our mm. time, people don't want to be too big for the boots.
1: No, but you can admit that you have boots. Irish people, when they're talking about their accomplishments, will make it sound like they never have even seen shoes. They're like, oh, what's this now? <laughs> this is too good for me. It was far from shoes so I g- was right. Give me an example of, in a job interview now, how you would big yourself up in a oh, way that we wouldn't. Well, okay, if, any, anytime you're going for a job interview, your last job, you were part of a team that did something, right? Whatever it is that you did. And I think that the the Irish attitude towards it would be would be to emphasize that the organization did all of this and i was there as opposed to leading with i like if you say you know if you're part of a team that that delivers a product launch okay. or puts in place a new procedure you say i put in place that new procedure with my team And you 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 present yourself as an expert in it instead of saying like ah yeah well no we did a bit of that we we used I used to work for a firm they did a bit of anti money laundering coverage no I built a a stem to stern anti money laundering program for this that was presented at the board of directors and processed fourteen thousand suspicious transaction reports a year something something like that
0: see the the fear I think some of us have is that uh, we worry about coming across a bit too brash I think woof. But I do about that, Jim, now. If
1: anywhere's a time to be brash, it's when you're sitting across <laughs> from an interview table going, you know, I shouldn't even be applying for this job. You people should have called me. Boy, do you need me in here. I can't believe you made it this far without me. That's the attitude you got to go in with.
0: Uh, stay with this, Jim, because Orla Donoher is here, as well, the founder of uh, Interview Tutor. Uh, Orla, I mean, is Jim on something here?
2: Yes and no. And so I totally, I hear what Jim's saying. And when I'm coaching clients, There is an awful lot of we, we did this and we did that. And unfortunately, we aren't at the interview. So I do take his point. I I think there has to be a strong distinction between bragging. So, you know, rocking up in your brand new porch outside a party, the front door, versus being able to talk at interview in a very factual uh, way, and a pre-thought way, of how you're going to add value to that role. And the three areas I'd say with clients, um, anybody going for an interview at the moment, is that you look at, you know, can you do the job Do you want to do the job? And are you fit? Okay. And so really what you're trying to do there, and we're talking about achievements there, and and Jim gave actually quite a good account there. I suppose it's the approach, isn't it? So, you know, if you brought in three new clients, you you know, you need to be talking about that. How much uh, extra business did you bring in? Was it an extra 25,000? Did you bring in a new um, reporting system that uh, improved uh, internal systems by 20%? So that's not bragging. That's fact. And when I work with clients on that, that's the light bulb. That's the switch. It's not bragging. You're actually bringing in relevant
0: content. Okay, so you. it sounds, Orla, like you're suggesting we tell the truth in these interviews. Whoa, I did not. I don't agree with that. <laughs> Orla? It
2: has to be truthful. Absolutely 10 million percent truthful because you know what? If you're caught lying, whole interview's gone. Shot. You're a liar. You're a bragger. And that's not what we want to do. We want to be very genuine in ourselves.
0: Hmm. We want
2: to be, we feel good. You know, if you feel you're talking about um, examples and real-life work situations where you were involved in and that you added value and that you feel it's relevant to this job, then you feel good about it. And the person on the other side of the table, you know, it's a, it's a good vibe. And they go, oh, okay, that's relevant and that could be useful to us. So no fluffing it up. It has to be extremely... No, so not up. not even so,
0: fluffing... I, I understand, obviously, I was joking about the outright lies, but no, no even fluffing it up.
2: It's not fluff, fluffing it up. It's, it's essentially... Um, talking about really relevant and um, useful um, add value pieces of information that will actually go. You know what? If 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 Kieran or Jim come on board with me, you know that's really going to help my team. It's going to really help my organisation. So it's about doing a really really impressive interview. That doesn't necessarily involve bragging. It involves bringing in, as I said. Key points
0: of what you did mm. and what's relevant. Uh, Jim, w- uh, one piece of coverage in the Times about this uh, described it, this uh, advice in the States about uh, being able to act with the confidence of Muhammad Ali but the grace of Darcy Bushel who of course is the Famous English ballet dancer. Actually, from the right. look on your face, no, nope, didn't know um, that one. So, but it sounds like you're more the Muhammad Ali confidence, of maybe course. less less of the Darcy Bushel grace. Well, I
1: mean, listen, and I'm not just talking out of turn here. I did write a book about this that was published in 2004. And When I was interviewed in the Financial Times, I explained that there are a lot of things that a lot of people would think of as lies, but if you just say them with enough confidence, people might believe you. That, the, actually, that you know what you've given me
0: flashbacks I worked in Maxall Mason the Glashine Road in Cork did and you? much like what you just mm-hmm. did there uh, the advice I was given uh, by one of my colleagues was if I ask you the price of something because someone's at the counter wondering how much it is and mm-hmm. it's not scanning just say whatever number comes into your head and say it quickly and confidently and the person will not question that that Kit Kat cost a fiver.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that's five euro there, Jim. I've, I've done, the, I had to do this when I was in college. I volunteered to like give tours to the visiting groups and they're like, oh, come to school here. And people would ask you questions that you don't know the answer to. And they're like, oh, what year was the bell tower constructed? And I just went 1658 and I just kept moving and nobody questioned <laughs> at all how this bell tower predated America yeah, by a hundred years. There's a
0: picture of George Washington on it. Yeah. That's right. It's, it's really remarkable. It isn't is it? indeed. Um, so Orla, that you, you will not condone that approach uh, claiming that bell towers with George Washington were built in 1658, I take it.
2: I, I think, you know, people believe you at the time, and you may, in an interview situation, get their job. Hey! You'll get, you'll get, <laughs> yay, but, but but, but, you might not keep the job. Mm. And you have to look about, you have to look at the long-term gain and, you know, the, you get caught. Like, things come out in the wash and I, I believe it's always about being very genuine, very confident in yourself about the abilities and what you can bring. And, you know, the, for the people on the other side of the table to, to see that and, and you'll deliver but I mean if you start talking you can do this that and you can get in on, on it on the day you start you know, so, you get, you'll get caught out for anything. Yeah. so it you if you
0: inflate your your experience or your capabilities beyond a certain
1: point, it, it's you're going to be found out. I don't know, man. I, I disagree. This, go, this goes completely Absolutely. against the whole George Costanza theory of career management, where you can just <laughs> make up stuff all the time. And here's the thing: here's, yeah. here's the thing that his uh, his uh, words of wisdom. It's not a lie if you believe it. I am
0: I I tend to think that maybe Orla might be... Better career uh, advice uh, better than better George Costanza. Better career advice than mm. George Costanza. You might have a point. Uh, <laughs> I would suspect. Uh, so, Orla, n- nothing that will get you found out, essentially. Is that it?
2: Absolutely. And I, feel, I don't think you feel good in yourself, either. You walk out of that interview, they often the, the role and, and you're walking in on, on day one of your start date, going, oh my God, I've told them all this, that and the other. So... I don't think it serves any purpose.
0: Tell tell me this, what about the the argument made, I suppose we've kind of gotten into what you should and shouldn't say in an interview, what about the point that it doesn't come naturally to people in Ireland, striking the right note in the interview, that we do downplay our achievements. Is that true?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Culturally, we are a bit of a nightmare in that respect. But we, we need to see the difference between bragging and actually bringing in relevant pieces of information into the interview. And there's a distinction there and i think if, if 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 you get that clear in your head what you're trying to do so you look at your achievements you look at things like you know what you've if you've improved the process metrics facts and figures um and also your soft skills as well you know what you feel you're good at in in that respect and that's that that's that's going to keep you on track then and you're not going to feel like you're selling yourself or talking yourself up.
0: And is that something that you often have to do then, Orla, when people yes. present themselves to you? You have to kind of shake them out of their natural reservedness.
2: Absolutely. and But it's, it's to do it in a way they're comfortable.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, you don't
2: want them to be something they're not. And I had a couple of clients over the years that was suddenly, they'd even change how they speak when we do a mock interview. They start going into interview mode. And I'd have to stop them and say, no, I want you to be yourself. To speak the way you speak and and, and, and be natural. Um, and it's about doing the pre prep and having clear in your head what, what you're going to talk about to be into and what, what points you want to get across. But, you know, it, 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 even sometimes you see people's body language and everything just tighten up. You want to try and relax and be yourself and engage and build that relationship with the person on the other side of the, the table uh, and get a rapport going.
0: Uh, Liam says we're too coy. you have to be kidding me when Ireland got to the quarterfinals of the World Cup they got an open top bus down <laughs> O'Connell Street uh, somebody else makes the observation that there's plenty of BS merchants and cowboys uh, around awful to work for awful to employ and awful to deal with and Ed says there's nothing worse than brashness and toxic positivity where everything is awesome and all toxic the smiles positivity. are fake give me Irish understatedness
1: any day Ed I think that is a cut at your great nation uh, who, who said that last Ed one? I'm beaten. Ed in a job interview 10 times out of 10 with my toxic positivity. You want to softly, softly approach? Get out of town, man. They want to hire the superstar. So despite
0: Orla being the expert in this conversation and uh, the disclaimer being that people should follow Orla's advice, Mm. uh, Jim, you then would suggest, yes, do go over the top but don't go over the top surely in a way that will well, get you found no, don't, out
1: don't go over the okay here's the thing It's there's there's over the top and then there's putting your absolute best foot forward when you walk into an interview mm. how are you going to dress you're going to wear a nice shirt you're going to wear a suit you're going to wear a tie you're going to be your hair is going to be. you're going to have a haircut that week that's, that's my point that's not you if you want to take the really harsh this is a lie look at it you don't look like that you're a slob but they don't need to know that they need to see the <laughs> put together person with the shine shoes and the belt that matches. Okay. So do that to your CV. Think about, okay, these are the facts and the figures here. I'm six feet tall, I weigh this much, but I'm going to make it look as good as it possibly can. So take the facts and figures from your CV and make them look as po- as good as they possibly can. Why wouldn't you?
0: Okay, so I think we've kind of achieved or we've reached some common ground uh, on this. You're not suggesting that you pretend to be something other than you're not. No, you're just the best version of yourself. your to try
1: to be taller, but do make sure you look as good as you possibly can and do that to your CV and the things that come out of your mouth. Or to be the best version of yourself.
2: Absolutely, but it's, it's about being factual and it's not embellishing or bragging or talking, you know, talking yourself up in a way that you don't feel is actually accurate. So it's about being accurate.
0: On the subject of disclaimers, I should uh, say that the Kit Cats are not a fiver in the mm. Maxwell Mace on Clashyne mm. Road, if anybody thinks they're getting ripped off there. It was a long time ago. I right also there.
1: never published uh, a book, sorry. Uh, that apologies was to but anybody who
0: did pay a fiver for a Maxwell Mace, uh, for a fiver, a fiver for a Kit Kat in that Maxwell Mace about 20 years ago when I was there. I'm an American living in Ireland so somebody else for a long time. And I've always found it telling that Irish people use the word bold to describe naughty behaviour. Bold is a compliment. In Ooh. the states,
1: you could nearly name a cologne bold in the states, and you'd save it, you'd sell it. I think <laughs> I'd wear bold. Absolutely, I got a job interview today.
0: Sixty percent of the time, it works every time. Jim Elliott, comedian, and Arla Donohue is the founder of Interview Tutor Listen, thank you both very much for joining us here in the show.
1: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Coady with Nissan weekdays from four on News Talk.